What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the Dense Pixels podcast, where the universe, despite doing its best to conspire against this recording, was not successful this week. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah. Hello. And Carrie. What's up? Yeah, I was telling these guys before I learned that there was a TikTok trend um, of people stealing Kia Souls because they're apparently easy to rewire the ignition in. Um, and I know this because I own a Kia Soul and someone attempted to steal it last night. So that was a fun <laughs> that was a fun ordeal to my day last night and today. Um yeah, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I'm I, again like I'm at the point where I'm just like because by the time I found out about it, like it, it, it was already done. Mm-hmm. So just like I'm more annoyed than anything. Like I'm annoyed at having to do the adult stuff of deal with the insurance company and get it towed and wait for the shop to call and all this other bullshit. Like that's the, yeah. Part. Like you just want to, you just want to do it. You just want to pull a John wick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like somebody screwed with my car and, and killed my dog. And now I want to go kill a bunch of Russians. Yeah. It's only, it's only a hundred bucks. Maybe, maybe I'll see if, uh, if I can get them to fix the, the, the slight ding in my hood as well. Being like, yeah, no, they tried to, they tried to jimmy the hood open too. That's why it calls this. It's all part. It's all involved. It's all part of the whole thing. That's insurance fraud. Kids don't do it. Um, <laughs> so uh, the news is light. So lots to talk about uh, games this week. Big, epic Japanese games is filling up this show this week. Um, the first one is an oldie, but a goodie. I'm finally getting around to playing Final Fantasy V. I saw this on the docket and I was like, Who's playing FF5? It's me. It's me. <laughs> I bought it on sale on Steam because I never played one. FF5, and I've heard of the ones that never made it to the US. It's probably the best one. And so I've been checking it out. Look, Brad, yeah. two and three. No. Oh, I'm not, I'm not even I'm not concerned about playing those at all. No. <laughs> not concerned yeah. about playing those at all. No. I know Bye. I know two is terrible. Like I know two, two is terrible. Yeah, like I played through FF1 and FF2 in high school. I played a lot of games that are just like distinctly not very good in Mm -hmm. high school, including FF1, FF2 and Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. And I would say those three are my holy trinity of games that I will never play again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know two is bad. I've heard three is fine, but very dated. So Uh, I so I. I'll say that I enjoyed the DS remake of three Mm -hmm. and I will simply leave it at that. There you go. Five is good. I'm glad you're playing five. Five Yeah, it is. It's, it's such a fun little job system of a game. Well, that's the thing. Like it's, it's, it literally basically is FF six, not as pretty. The music's not quite as good, but it's still pretty good, but it's not quite as good. And it's got the job system instead of the Esper system. Basically, and, and instead of characters having a specific unique skill that's assigned to them, um, you can just cut. You can kind of customize their builds with the job system. This is actually the first FF game with a job system that I've ever played. So this is a new experience uh, for me. I like it. Um, it's hard to know early on, like when you should switch gears. Like, I think I finally figured out, like, when the good time to switch jobs is kind of kind of you want to get to the point with the job where you've maxed out like what you can get out of it for that character for now. And then like switch to something else so that you can, you know, pair that with the other skills that you want them to have. Um, so that's been good. Master, right. 
it, I, yeah, I'm playing the Pixel Remaster, which is also fine, except for the font is weird. Um, that's the biggest uh, knock on those, yeah. is that the font is the bad. soundtracks that they mm-hmm. did for all the Pixel Remasters? Like, yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> have you gotten to battle on the big bridge yet? I have I have not yet. Um, okay. And that's the thing. Like, It's interesting because I've, I've put in about six hours in this game so far, and it might be because I haven't played a new old school Japanese role-playing game in a long time, but I feel like the story is moving really fast in this game. Well, yeah. I mean, keeping in mind that these are large, like these aren't, these aren't today's 120 hour JRPGs. And I, I feel like the fact that you also like just finished Persona 5 Royal and then (laughs) pivoted hard into Final Fantasy five is probably flavoring the way that you're feeling about it's it, it's a little bit because it, it, it's literally like like you spend the first part of the game going from crystal to crystal essentially and it's like boy howdy the wind crystal broke what do we do now let's go to the fire crystal we know exactly where it is let's go over there right now and like and, and, just, and like you're just literally moving from one thing to the next very very quickly um with not a lot of room to breathe there's not really a lot of flourishing in the storytelling i swear final fantasy six had more like meat around the edges of the story. Like this seems like it is just like, we are going to put in the bare minimum amount of flavoring that you need, at least the beginning part of the game. Maybe you get, maybe there's more later, but um, it's interesting because much as I think FF five has just like some really fabulous gameplay mechanics. I do think of the SNES period of final fantasy story-wise it's easily the weakest of the three. Mm-hmm. I think four, like four is my favorite. And then six is um, also obviously fabulous. Um, six, I think has the meatiest story mm-hmm. of the, three. but I also think four has like a slightly heftier story than five did. Um, it, it feels like they kind of sacrificed plot for gameplay a little bit yeah. with five. so which is which is fine i mean like i said i'm having a good time um really enjoying it so that we're going to continue on with that i'm bouncing between that and another game uh which we'll talk about more later because i talked <laughs> about it last week i'm still talking about it because good god fallen into falling into this trap welcome to hell yeah yeah speaking of which speaking of hell i've been playing elden ring um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I started playing Elden Ring um like right almost like the day after we recorded I think our last episode mm-hmm. of 2022. Uh yeah. Um similar to Hades, everyone is right and I'm dumb. Uh <laughs> <laughs> What else is new? Uh I had not played a Soulsborne title before because it's not it's never been a style of game that I've enjoyed. And then Elden Ring went on sale and I went, hmm, it's on sale. And then um, actually multiple people tried to buy it for me at the same time, which meant I ended up with an extra code that went to another member of my band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, it's it, it's good. Um, it's a lot of I've been playing almost entirely in co-op with my husband, which has been great because um, he's very good at souls boards mm-hmm. and I am not. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of running around and screaming and trying not to die. Uh, the, the most recent thing that happens that, that caused me great distress was being like, Oh, I'm going to go see, I want to see my favorite beast clergyman, Garonk. Because I've got some 
got some stinky stuff that he wants to eat. And then I get there and he's actively trying to kill me. <laughs> and I was not emotionally prepared for that moment. I was not remotely mentally or physically. I was like, I'm just, I was literally getting ready to like end my gameplay session. I was like, I'm going to give him this stuff and then I'm going to turn the game off and I'm going to go to bed. No, nope. I had to, I had to fucking cheese him real hard with poison arrows to get him. Oh, I, I had to cheese the shit out of that fight as well. Make, make no bone. Cause again, I did not expect to walk into that room and have him be like mega aggroed. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm supposed to fight him now. So th- this should be, this should be like a, a doable boss fight. And then he like two shots me. I'm like, okay, so we're yeah. going to have to. <laughs> We are going to have to really fucking knuckle down here and, <laughs> and kick the shit out of this guy. I was distinctly unhappy. <laughs> but uh, he, he doesn't even get a boss health bar, does he? Doesn't he just have a regular health yeah, bar? He just has like a regular health bar, yeah. too. Um, yeah, just. And then like you beat his ass and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Fuck you, dude. You owe me 4,500 souls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always the key, especially to fight like that, where you're just like, all right, like I can always like like step one. How do I get the souls without dying and then reset? <laughs> yeah. And then and then once you die three times, you're like, all right, fuck this. I don't I don't need them that bad. Like, no, I don't care. It's, like, no, <laughs> it's not yeah. that big of a deal. No. Uh, yeah, I uh, really enjoyed the way Chris and I handled the Radon fight mm-hmm. because it was basically me taking giant arrows to the face for three minutes while my husband <laughs> ran over and stabbed him in the tape. And <laughs> that was fun. I don't even remember what my strategy was for that fight. Oh God, I can't remember. I'm sure, I'm sure I use Scarlet Rod. Like that, that's kind of oh, the only yeah, way that you have to, of... that you have to do it. But I, yeah. Yeah. We've been doing the whole thing co-op, which like, has its benefits and has its drawbacks. Well, I was going to say, so you're you're probably not like he's not like dragging you along through. Like, is he kind of letting you kind of take the lead with things? And so you uh, guys are exploring. Yeah, I mean, I'm, there's there's a lot of me going like, I don't know where to go. And he's like, OK, we'll go here and we'll do this. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I've decided to to join the army of simps for Ronnie. And I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh i sl- slowly but surely moving moving certain storylines along mm-hmm. here so yeah i don't know it's it's a very good game with with a very rewarding loop of gameplay and uh i get it i get it now i understand why this was game of the year <laughs> 2k22 i fucking <laughs> i understand now i'm sorry i didn't play it earlier you were right and I was wrong. <laughs> per per usual, everyone who says this game's really good, the universe says a game is good, and I go, yeah, I don't really know about that. And then I eventually play it, and I'm like, wow, it's good. Like, <laughs> hey, have you heard of this game? It's called Elden Ring. Oh, have you heard of this game? <laughs> like oh man, <laughs> fucking. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see how much further along I get in Elden Ring, given that the Persona 3 portable remake or remaster drops this week. And that's going to suck up a lot of my time. Yeah. So what, what, all, all I'm hearing from this is that 
around next January, you are going to get really, really into Street Fighter Six. Like that. That's that's all I'm hearing. That's all I'm hearing from this conversation. They have a they have a one button mode in that game where you can do all this yeah, fancy I stuff still, and just press no. one button. <laughs> no. Yeah. You're still not going to catch me playing a fighting game. <laughs> I might be a gamer, but I'm not that sweaty. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's like, all right, like everyone was right. I'm up to silver rank now. Like this, like once again. <laughs> <laughs> No, I will not be playing. I will not be playing fighting games. But I, I will watch other people play, and I will certainly enjoy the soundtrack. So, yes. Speaking of game soundtracks, I went to Magfest a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a week and a half ago now. Uh, Magfest for the uninitiated is the music and gaming festival held at the Gaylord National Resort, just outside of Washington D.C. And it is basically. A- <laughs> Four days. Sorry, I'm a child. I know this. I tried to blast through it. I tried to blast through it, and then Brad had to fucking be a giggle dick about it too. Uh, it's it's basically a four day party. That's uh, like ton of concerts, uh, like twenty four hour arcade with a separate room just for consoles. Um, got a really cool marketplace. That's always a good mix of. Uh, like artists and game dealers and, and other stuff. Um, but yeah, I've been going to Magfest for a little more than a decade now. Uh, my band was not invited to play in an official capacity this year, but we still brought all of our gear and we took over a hallway and we played for an hour. So that was fun. Um, I also was really excited to join, uh, this year they had a pop up orchestra called the Mag Community Orchestra, which had 130-something people. And uh, we had two rehearsals, two three-hour-long rehearsals, and then a Saturday morning program. And um, I had a really delightful time doing that. I played a lot of trombone for someone who doesn't really play trombone. Um, And the really cool thing about that is we got to perform a piece from the game Journey called Apotheosis. Um, under the direction of Austin Wintry, uh, who's the game's composer, who won, I think, at least one BAFTA for that and was nominated for a Grammy for that. And uh, then we got to perform the classic Portal song, Still Alive, with GLaDOS voice actress Ellen McLean singing and under the direction of the 8-bit big band's Charlie Rosen, who won the Grammy last year, for his arrangement of Meta Knight's Revenge from <laughs> Kirby. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a, a very cool experience, something that I was really excited to do with um, not just not just folks from the Baltimore Gamer Symphony Orchestra or from the Washington Metropolitan Gamer Symphony Orchestra, but also like genuinely a lot of people who I've been friends with through like the cosplay and convention scene for like 15 fucking years um, who play instruments and just wanted, wanted an opportunity to play. So it was just very cool. Um, A lot of really good shows. Otherwise, I mean, the 8-Bit Big Band was there to see them live was just fabulous. Um, Disco Cactus was great. Metroid Metal was great. Um, my local friends and the band WASD, they were there. They were a main stage act. They were fabulous. Um, yeah, 
I also got really, really drunk on soju and um, had to piece some things together after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is part of the reason that we could not go last yeah. week. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I somehow managed to like order an album while super, super drunk on Saturday at MAGFest. I did not remember doing this until I like looked at my email and saw the receipt. And I was like, oh, neat. That's cool. Um, I encountered a hallway full of like probably a dozen people all wearing black suits and pumpkin masks, which is horrifying when you are as drunk as I was that night. So, uh, so yeah, when I say it's a four day party, it is a four day party. Um, but yeah, if you've never been to MAGFest, I highly encourage you to check it out at some point. So I uh, I didn't realize that MAGFest has been around for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. This was the 20th convention. Yes. So the that was God. sort of the 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 theme this year. They they leaned real hard into this being an anniversary year. So they um they went with a Smash Brothers melee theme for the convention signage wow. this year. It was fun. Very cool. Very cool. Um know what else is cool? Us. <laughs> I guess. You know, I know we're, you know I know we're cool because our moms say we are. And um and you say we are. Uh when you go to densepixels.com slash fans. When you go to densepixels.com slash fans, you will get an invite to our Discord. We could talk about all sorts of good stuff. Um if you want your voice to be heard metaphorically on the podcast, you can go to densepixels.com slash fans, go into our discord and go to the post office where we will uh, talk about anything you want to talk about. That is music, gaming, F1, football, uh, video, uh, video games, movies, whatever, whatever, wrestling, whatever, wrestling, whatever, Uh, go there and uh, let your voice be a part of, uh, be a part of the show and help us, uh, generate content for you. <laughs> um, go to youtube.com slash dense pixels. Uh, when you do, uh, click subscribe, click, uh, the notification bell for all notifications and, uh, leave us a like on this and then go back and like each and every one of the videos that, that are there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what know if, that. Just, what if they, just be real fucking weird about it. What if it? they already? What if they already liked the videos before though? If they like it again, then they'll unlike it, and then we'll okay. lose. If you, already, if you already liked it, leave a comment saying, "Hey, go. I'm back. I just wanted to say that I like you guys and girls, guys and gals." Uh, do that at youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe to all of our podcasts, wherever you get, uh, your podcasts, um, the Nerdpocalypse, black on black cinema, uh, coming distractions and the weekly preview episode of the look forward political podcast. Then go to densepixels.com slash premium. And for $5 a month or $50 for the full year, you get all of our back catalog content, including the airing of grievances, which, I know there are at least two more in the can that uh, that Jay has to edit and get up, but he will. Uh, no Time to Bleed, all of those back episodes. The Men with the Golden Tongues, all of those back episodes. Upstage Conversation, all of those back episodes. And the full current episodes of the Look Forward Political Podcast, which Brad is going to record right after this episode. Yeah, pretty much. 
Pretty much do, so. Do you want to give the people a, a, a taste of what is the cup? Fuck. Um, <laughs> pro tip. Uh, if you lose an election, don't then engage in a plot to like possibly assassinate your political rivals. Just a, <laughs> just a, just a, just a, just a, just a general bit of advice for folks out there. I don't know about well, that. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Brad, you live your life. How about you let us live ours? All right. Look at the white man telling minorities what to right? do. <laughs> oh, well, moving on from there. Um, I have a serious fucking problem. I just gotta say it on the show here. There there used to be a time in my life where I didn't care about like Rathalos's or Rathali as it, as it were. I didn't, I didn't care about getting Zenoger parts so that I could craft a lightning, you know, lightning like affinity weapon. Um, I didn't care about these things in my life. And now it's like all that I care about basically is, <laughs> is acquiring, uh, d- you know, destroying, uh, large monsters, Brad. um, breaking, Brad, well- Welcome to hell, Brad. Yeah, break breaking vital organs off of their body, um, converting those into weapons and armor that I can dress my my cute animal companions in uh, to to send them out venturing on the quest with me. And uh, that this is my life now. Basically, is just hunting monsters and and doing stuff. That's that's where we're at. I'm amazed that this is made by a Japanese country uh, company because this sounds like the most American game ever. Just <laughs> going around, Monster Hunter. Just going around, manifest destiny all over the place. Oh, here's an animal in its natural habitat. Yeah. Kill it. And and ba- I it. mean, look, basically, yeah. like my like my wife asked me, I was like, man, I was like, this fucking like like Rathalos is a bitch. Like he sucks. And like I was I like let out a triumphant scream when I killed the first one because he because he oh, carded me twice. I and, think and, is worse. Yeah, well, it fucking sucks. And and like my mom's like, oh god, you son of a bitch. Like I could have trapped him. I didn't because I was mad. So I I laid I laid the fucking laid the fucking hammer on him quite literally. I beat him. And I was like, I fucking oh, got that play, monster. You, you playing some fucking unga bunga shit? I, part, part, I'm going between a couple different weapons, but I do <laughs> I do like a hammer. I do like a hammer. Um, and I was like, what did what did that monster ever do to you? I was like, it, it existed. Like that's what it did. It just it, it, it existed in, in my life. Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. The, the the game is called Monster Hunter. The plot is hunt monsters. That's great. Doesn't matter. It's great. Doesn't matter. Uh Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 system are you playing this on again? Uh the personal computer. Okay, good. That means we can hunt monsters together. Yeah, we can. Uh, and, and we should because yes. I've been looking for an excuse to get back in. Yeah. Because uh, I haven't, I haven't hunted monsters in a minute. I've been, I've been playing fucking Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, like I said, so, true, true Freaky Friday role reversal these past these past couple months. Indeed. With you, right? with you and I. So, um, so it's great. I just reached high rank. Um, so I'm starting to go through the high rank quests. Nice. Um, on the online side, and we'll so that's you, been fun. We'll get you into the into the MR content. Soon yeah, enough. it's great. Like I said, can't can't wait to throw them more I money will, for Sunbreak. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Carry your ass directly to the end of the game if I have to. <laughs> uh, as an experienced hunter who plays the perfect weapon. 
being Lance, of course. Uh, I am I am happy to uh, to make sure that uh, the big scary monsters don't uh, send you packing with the cats back to the camp. Yeah, well, I've I, I've purposely avoided Lance because I figured we'd probably get into it together eventually. So I'm I'm kind of going between so so Hammer, Hammer and Hammer and Light Bowgun are probably my two. Okay. I would say my mains. Those are some big smooth brain weapons, dude. Because you're basically doing unga bunga and then gun. <laughs> So, gun, but but gun, but switching tactics during yeah, the, during the true. fight. So yeah. so I, I'd like a little bit more respect for my light bow gunners. And then I'm also using uh, like my 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 sub mains, I guess my alts, as the kids say, uh, are longsword and charge blade. So okay, uh, I do not respect longsword users, but charge blade is uh, that's a fun one. I can yeah. I can down I can get down. I would say I would say my alt is probably. Um, switch axe yeah i like switch axe a lot i've been i've been dabbling in some bow um bow's okay it's hard bow's very it's hard bow to is use. like if you can figure out how to use bow it's like the best weapon yeah um, but uh you don't get enough uh you don't get enough uh uh coatings to carry with you in the field that's that's, that's the bummer with bow is that you really have to scavenge for resources um, yep. to to make that work in, in in the tougher fights like it's fine in like easy fights but tougher fights i feel like i'm running out of my good shit too early so just means i need to aim better that's all it means but yeah it's been great <laughs> it's been excellent um i want to try getting into insect glaive because those people are look fun just zoom in, zoom zip zooming around yeah insect glaive is uh do you want to be a nerd then do i have a weapon for you uh yeah it's uh there's there's a lot going on with insect glaive because like you have your your weapon and then you have your kinsect and like it's a matter of like mix and matching what sort of elemental shit you want to take in with you and like what kind of spoots you want your bug to leave around because like sometimes they can heal you and then sometimes they can explode and damage the monster so you know there's a lot going yeah. on there um, In, insect glaive seems to me like so like if you guys ever watch the episode of the simpsons where the shell where shelbyville steals the lemon tree from springfield and then like millhouse is like daydreaming about like his master disguise kit and he's just like like he like runs these kids into like a forest and he, you just see like Millhouse like appearing in the scenery in the background. He's like, I'm over here, my friends. Now I'm over here, but he's not actually doing anything. That's kind of what insect leave sort of is like, like they're just kind of bouncing around. You're not really sure what they do. You're not really sure if they're helping, but they sure look cool doing it. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> yeah, it does. It does look cool. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, monster hunter is my life now. Um, Sucks. Good. Like that's I'll be, I'll probably stuck Good. until for several months with this shit. And I'll probably check out World again now too. Now now that I've played and, and I understand like the whole flow. Like at some point when I'm done with Rise, I'll probably circle back and check out World because I've heard World is good. Um World is very good. Yeah. And so that'll be exciting. Um not exciting. Guys, I think <laughs> I, I think Ubisoft might be in a bit of a bit of bother. Right I don't know about exciting, but I did genuinely have a guffaw when I saw the news about yeah. Skull and Bones being delayed again. Well, <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's the least of the concern. So oh, yeah. ne never a good sign uh, when a company has to have an emergency call uh, with investors, which Ubisoft did last week to reveal to their investors that their 2022 sales figures had fallen well below 
what the expectations were, and they would be taking drastic cost-cutting measures going forward. Uh, part of this is they del- they canceled three games that are yet unannounced. So the games that we don't even know about that they're they're, they're gone now. Um, Skull and Bones, which was supposed to release in March, finally apparently not ready for prime time. Uh, Ubisoft doing the uh, throwing good money after bad uh, situation where they're trying to make that game be a thing. Hate break to them. It's probably not going to be a thing. And essentially, they want to they want to cut uh, two hundred fifteen million dollars in costs over the next two years, including uh, reducing the size of their workforce, um, which is very unfortunate for those people that are going to lose their jobs. Uh, basically, uh, Yiz Gimo wrote an email to staff uh, saying that he needs their, quote, full energy and commitment to ensure that we get back on the path to success. I'm also asking that each of you be especially careful and strategic with your spending and initiatives to ensure that we're being as fi- as efficient and lean as possible, and then basically uh, ended the email by saying, hey, the ball is in your court now to save our ass, everybody, by making good games. So is Ubisoft in trouble? Together forever. Yeah. It doesn't feel good to no. see this this many, what we would qualify as AAA titles, presumably, uh, delayed this severely. Um yeah, it's uh I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I I I also feel like that if you so the, the rumors is that Ubisoft have been interested in finding uh a suitor to possibly come in and and throw the and and you know throw them lots of money like other companies in the business have have done. Uh having an emergency call with investors saying that you're going to be trying to cut 200 million dollars of of uh of nope. over, overhead over the next not few good. years. Not very attractive unfortunately for them. <laughs> um you know, it sucks for the workers, you know. Um are they in trouble? I mean, I feel like they've been in trouble for a while, and I, I, I think the it's been the perfect storm of mm. the pandemic and all of these uh, allegations coming from uh, you know people who used to work there and and the fact that like they they're kind of incompetent, right? Because they they don't have anything other than Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, with any kind of hardcore name recognition, right? Like they've they had the Tom Clancy license, and they they, they still they, do, and they've run those games into the ground. Trying, I to mean, Siege, Siege still has a a decent a loyal community, um, still playing that game. I don't hear much about it, but I think it's kind of I think they're kind of like like a cottage community of sorts, but but loyal. Yeah, I mean that's only going to take you so far. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta, as much as people don't want to hear it, you need people like me who dine on the, you know, the mainstream. Um, you, you, and I don't think skull and bones is it. Um, No, especially as long as that game has been in development. Like that game was late to the party anyway, when they first announced it and it's taken forever. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, Microsoft's doing Sea of Thieves. Let's do our own. But we're, we we innovate. We brought pirates back in the video game space. Let's let's do our own. And I don't think anybody 
cares anymore. Um, yeah, it sucks, man. I used to like yeah. Ubisoft games, man. But, um, you know, once Assassin's Creed kept getting samey and samey and samey, they did pivot, which was good, but they don't, they're not innovating. They're yeah. resting on their laurels and now they want like someone to come and kind of scoop them up. Well, what's always the big criticism of Ubisoft is they basically just made the same game over and over again with different settings like Far Cry, the the wider Assassin's Creed, uh, what the Ghost Recon series became over the last two iterations. Like all those games are kind of the same thing. Like they're just games that take place on huge maps with lots of points of interest to check off on a checklist and RPG progression systems. And just the just the setting is different. In each yeah, one. they're all they're all cartography simulators, right? And it just is—it's a shame. And it, it, and it's also not good, like when your hopes and dreams for Q4 were pinned on uh, the new Mario and Rabbids turn-based strategy game releasing exclusively on the Nintendo Switch, a system in its entering its sixth year of being on the market. And the Just Dance series, which, yes, is still around on every and platform. And still sells pretty decently. Not decently enough, apparently, for, for well, Ubisoft's liking. So I don't know much about Just Dance, but I have seen like the stop motion video. That's a, a part of a song in that game. And I think that's neat. And mm. that is my that is the sum of my thoughts on Just Dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's tough. Um, I mean. It's always strange to see a company that seemingly does have, you know, a, a decent amount of, of popular franchises sort of struggle in a weird way like this. Um, I I did also see that they um, after after this news broke, someone was like, "Hey, are you st- like is Beyond Good and Evil Two? Is that still a fucking thing?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, that's that's definitely still a thing." It'll no, save our. Not. Give me some money and I'll get it. Yeah. Yo. So I, yeah, this was like a follow-up story with, with a uh, Kotaku that's, you know, said seven games were canned in the last six months. Another delay for skull and bones. Other big titles have failed to meet expectations, but Ubisoft insists beyond good and evil two is still being made. Speaking to Eurogamer, Ubisoft told the site beyond good and evils two development is underway. And the team is hard at work to deliver on its ambitious promise, which is a very vague statement. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's going to be a whole bunch of vague statements with Ubisoft. And and again, there's other games that are on the distant future for them. Like they, like the, the massive folks um, who do the division are making a star Wars game. So who knows what the fuck that could be like that could be great or it could fall flat on its face like the division is one of those games that again like tried to be destiny and Mm -hmm. has its had it had its dedicated community but it never quite made the leap to to wider audiences so and that's kind of a newbie soft thing is they they've just they've never found that game or when they've had that game like when a far cry 3 comes along they double down so hard on that formula and then kind of lose what made it special and, and lose what made people excited about it and forgot. And like to Micah's point to, to stop innovating. And then you end up with a bunch of clones of that game and then people get fatigued and yeah. And then you have disappointing sales and the cycle, <laughs> the cycle perpetuates itself. So um, I hope they get their shit together. I would really like to not see them 
downsize heavily and see a lot of people um, out of jobs. Um, hopefully, if they do, uh, it'll be in Montreal because apparently the game marketplace in that city is popping right now. And it shouldn't be hard for people to land on their feet mm-hmm. in that venue. So um, we missed this. Uh, Sony announced a accessibility compatible controller um, that they're calling Project Leonardo. Um which looks like one of the most interesting pieces of tech I've ever seen. Um, essentially it, it's a, like the game pad is like a wide circular, like it almost, it almost looks like a toy of sorts, but it has interchangeable, um, face plates for the different buttons. Essentially. Um, it's very, it's wheelchair compatible. Um, so it can be like mounted onto wheelchairs, which is very cool. Um, it has four 3.5 millimeter jacks, which a lot of third party accessibility accessories require uh, for use. So it's very similar to Microsoft's adaptive controller in that way. Um, it was designed uh, in cooperation with a lot of um, disabled gamers uh, groups like able gamers and stuff like that. So this is very cool. Um, it's it got rave reviews or not rave reviews, but rave like praise when they first showed it off. Um, the one criticism I guess I heard from people is that why can't like, so Microsoft has their accessibility controller. Sony has their accessibility controller. Why can't they make these things just work across platforms? Cause wouldn't that be the easiest thing to do for gamers that have you know specific needs to be able to use their preferred controller on their platform of choice and not yeah. get into the, the territorial pissing matches that we normally get into with this well, kind of stuff. But, but, but how am I going to yeah. profit off of these? <laughs> I don't, but that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't think they're looking to profit. Like I, I think Microsoft's accessibility controller is basically being sold like at cost. Like, I don't think they're making too much money from that piece of hardware. And they didn't set out to make a lot of money from that piece of hardware. Like they set out just to make something that would be a service to this you know, section of the gaming community. And I, I would have to imagine that Sony is probably in the same boat. Um, the controller's still in development it's, and we don't know when it's coming out, but I would presume that it's probably sometime soonish. And I would, I, I don't expect this to cost like $300 when it comes out. Like I expect this to be relatively affordably priced. I don't think they're looking to make a, make a quick buck off of this. So why not just partner together and be like, you know what, for this community gamers, like this is what we're doing here. Um, we're going to, you know, the Microsoft accessibility controller will work on switch. It'll work on PlayStation as well as your PC. The PlayStation one can work on Xbox, you know, whatever it is. And just fucking, you know, just, just l- lay down your arms for this specific fight. You know what I mean? I hear you. I, um, you know, corporations just don't think like that. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, it sounds it sounds like it's like uh, a third party would. This sounds like a job for a third party yeah. manufacturer to come in and make something universal, um, which is, I think, probably the best option. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue comes with like who, like I'm I'm certain there are some sort of patents for these designs. Um, I would, I would hope that, you know, because this is such a niche thing mm-hmm. that like the, that, that people would be kind of lenient with, with design rights and stuff like that. But I don't know. Uh, look, I, I think it's a good idea. 
I I love it. Like anything to get people playing games is 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 great because like video games can be like incredibly therapeutic. It can be relaxing if you let it. It can be incredibly stressful if you let it. But um, giving people options is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, and and you see it, especially nowadays. Like, that's one thing that that uh, at least big AAA games are doing. They are making a very conscious effort to um, have a wide variety of accessibility options in their menus, so that people can play so that people can play these games. Um, and I think it's wonderful, man. A few, one of the few bright spots it seems in this industry is people really bending over backwards these past couple of years to broaden, you know, the, the option for folks to be able to get into this stuff they couldn't before. So Mike is right. That is very cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see, um, how this works again, like it, you really kind of have to see it. It's, it's really hard to describe. Like it almost looks like, a like like literally a hub that you can just kind of position these giant paddles around. Um, apparently, these can be pressed easily so that folks that have limited strength um, in their hands are able to to operate and stuff like that. So again, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool piece of tech. Um, glad they're going to the right people to get the input for this stuff, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this hit the marketplace for the folks that need it. So, I guess my one sort of concern is like, why did it take them so fucking long to do this? Like, why wasn't <laughs> I mean, question. like in the grand scheme of things, right? Like, why wasn't this part of the conversation when they were first developing the console? Well, like, and why, to, the, why, to that point, Microsoft like a fucking like afterthought. Well, Mike and Microsoft has been available, I think, for like four years now at this point. Yeah. It's been quite some time that theirs has been on the marketplace. So it's a fair it's a fair question to ask as well. Uh, I have a question. Oh, boy. Which wh- wh- where are you going to go when you need to make all of your online purchases? I'll tell you where densepixels.com slash Amazon. That's you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. <laughs> you can, you can do all of your Amazon shopping like you normally would. And, uh, you know, it just kind of helps us out a bit. Um, let's see. I'm going to densepixels.com slash Amazon right now. And I'm going to type in the ugliest video game controller, uh, ever. This and is that Xbox is, Duke. Resident no, Evil 4 is. Chainsaw Controller. Ooh, the Chainsaw oh, Controller. You, you know what? That is exactly what I was <laughs> typing in. Because not only, <laughs> because not only, not only is it a non-functional controller that's shaped like a chainsaw, but it's for the Nintendo GameCube. So that's a double whammy. <laughs> it's a double whammy against it. So from... Jesus. Feels good in my Christ. tiny little lady hands. <laughs> So you can get, (laughs) (laughs) I went to densepistol.com slash Amazon and I typed in Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller and um, what the, the newbie N-U-B-Y Resident Evil chainsaw controller for the GameCube is only $785.95. See that, that tracks. Plus $4 and 50 cents shipping. It, it is literally like it's it's an insane collector's item at this. Oh point. my god! Um, if only so, if only I knew like 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 where like because I there were times where I was in the back room at like the GameStop Parkville doing an inventory and all they still have a Resident Evil chainsaw controller. Like why did I yeah. just buy that and just like keep it keep it somewhere? 
and just and just let that shit accumulate value. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah, that that so thing's been uh, charting. Uh, depending on which one, the PS2 <laughs> one I think is a little cheaper. I think the GameCube one's actually harder to find. But the yep, the just PS2 one, of those. one, the PS2 one is a, a drastic discount of seven hundred twelve dollars and twenty five cents. Uh, yeah, just uh, one of these weird, just a very strange collector's item in mm-hmm. gaming history. So, and by the way, like. Of course, densepixels.com slash Amazon. I have not forgotten about the idea that I had a couple of years ago. Uh, the tournament of controllers. Not forgotten about that. I've been thinking about it more oh, and yeah. more recently. We really need to do the tournament of controllers. And I think, and I think it would be fun because I think that there would be some major arguments um, because M- Mike and I agree on a lot of things, but I feel like that we differ on on this specifically in some respects. In some respects. Like, I think there's there some controllers like, that would do well. I f- and I feel like Carrie would be on an island with some other. <laughs> 100%, <laughs> dude. 100%. Uh, we go uh, to the Dense Pixels post office where you can go to densepixels.com slash fans and submit your questions just like Dark Meat Babyface John C. Din says in the same week that Dana White gets to skate on domestic violence. The dude who has multiple allegations of sexual assault and misconduct, a.k.a. Vince McMahon, uh, just gets to walk, waltz back in like nothing happened. Do you think it would be different if more prominent media outlets, a.k.a. not just the Wall Street Journal, didn't thumb their noses at combat sports and professional wrestling? Uh, I don't know, because there's a lot of domestic abusers and sexual harassers and a lot of other sports, too, that have been able to sort of waltz back in like nothing happened. Um, yeah, except Trevor I, Bauer, who I hope gets his eyes carved out of his head with a melon baller. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think the fact that they got to skate back in is more of a rich white guy phenomenon and less of a combat sports phenomenon. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like rich people can do literally whatever they want if they have enough money. Yes. Um, I think that's been proven time and again. Uh, Rashawn asks, so besides The Last of Us being the monster hit with the first episode, uh, what will be the next hit video game adaptation for TV besides God of War? Yes, right. apparently everyone says first the of all, can new we Last of Us. Stop referring to The Last of Us series as somehow breaking this adaptation curse in like people are like oh like the 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 goalpost moving in order to allow <laughs> The Last of Us to be the thing that scores the goal is wild to me because first it's oh well it's the first television adaptation well it's like no because there are other tv adaptations of game media that have been quite good yeah i just i just started castlevania yeah i'm about to say i just i just i just ran through the third season of castlevania for the The like within the last week or so it's amazing (laughs) super good yeah okay nerds but like my wife doesn't know what the hell castlevania is oh it's the it's the first it's the first live action adaptation it's like no because ostensibly speaking both sonic and detective pikachu are still live action adaptations of their respective media and now it's i literally saw someone call it well it's breaking the curse because it's the first live action series adaptation and i'm like fuck off. I'm so tired of the constant jerking off for The Last of Us. Like, it is an okay video game. Also, also first first successful live 
live video game adaptation. Uh, throw some respect on the name of Captain Lou Albano. Thank you very much. Star of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like. That, we, I mean, we, we were getting hooked on the brothers back in 1986. I got to tell you. Just a remarkable <laughs> amount of goalpost shifting on behalf of The Last of Us. Like, look, if it's good, that's fine. I hope it does well. I hope it encourages further adaptations of game media. But can we stop saying that The Last of Us is the thing that's breaking this curse in video game adaptations? There hasn't been a curse in game adaptations in years and years and years. There have been, we are living in a renaissance of good video game adaptations across multiple forms of media fucking shut the fuck also, up also there like, hasn't been a curse like we just stopped letting paul ws anderson direct video game adaptations of things right. and that, that's and that's that's raised the profile of them significantly just by that one change alone so Except yeah you know why you know why video enough, game media you know i you know i uh, media based on <laughs> video games is good now is because people making it played video games. Yes, also and correct. They, and like they they know yeah. they know what these things to, are supposed to be. Right? To answer like, Rashawn's question, uh, God, I hope it's the Mass Effect M- Amazon series <laughs> that is the oh, next great. Please, that's, please that's Jesus Christ, please yeah. be good. Please, uh, be good. I'm uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to go ahead and say that the uh, Toad Jam and Earl series will be the next video <laughs> game adaptation. Uh, Film Wander asks, apparently the new Suicide Squad is going to be live service in some aspect. Should I be worried? Yes, it leaked uh, out that today that... Uh, that game looks like shit. That yeah, it, le- it leaked out today that apparently the Suicide Squad game, a cooperative um, adventure game, uh, apparently has a battle pass. Um, yes, you should be 1,000% worried. WB Games has proven in the past they are not to be trusted with microtransactions um, and live services. So, yeah, you should uh, you should be very concerned, I would say. Uh, Cam says Raw's 30th anniversary show is next week. What do you hope to see most and what are you hoping they avoid? I'm hoping to see a great go-home show for the Royal Rumble. I'm hoping they avoid the worst celebrity cameos uh and and worst uh you know uh, old wrestler cameos um and i hope it's not hokey like like put put these dudes in like a i like i wish these cameos could be made in like the like the, my favorite old wrestler cameo of the of the last several years was the rick flair birthday party like the rick flair 70th birthday party deal which was actually just a ruse to set up uh batista triple h at WrestleMania where Batista attacked like Ric Flair and bloodied him and, yeah. you know, left him, left him in the back. Like that's how you use these guys coming back. Like I understand bringing dudes back to come in and say their lines and do their thing and just and pop the crowd and go home, integrate them into the storytelling in some way and make, make it mean something. Yeah. I want to see um, all these people who come back, you know, the bloodline have been invading raw or whatever. I want to see all these, uh, all these legends come back and I want to see the bloodline eliminate them all. And at the end of the show, when you do the acknowledgement ceremony, I want, um, I want the, the Titan Tron to, to um, uh, flash with electricity <laughs> and 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 Dwayne Johnson come up and say he doesn't appreciate um 
you know, what you've been doing to our family name and, and, and to these, these great legends that I used to wrestle with. And that's how you set up night one of WrestleMania. Um, and then night two, uh, Roman loses to Cody Rhodes, which is, <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Um, look, I don't, I, I kind of, I want to see it, but I kind of don't want to see it because it's going to be like super cheesy. Yeah. And it's going to be like, it's going to be like every legends night where it's just going to be these old dudes coming back and, you know, Kurt Angle's going to say, it's true. It's damn true. Like they're going to do their shtick mm-hmm. and, and it feels like lame. It feels like a payday. So yeah, if they get integrated into the story, that's great. If not, then this is going to suck. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, T wash says, was there ever something in a game that made you say, why did they add this in? Uh, his is SmackDown versus raw, uh, 2006 PSP version where they had a, added a Eugene get to the ring mini game where you pilot him like a plane to the ring to make sure he does not fall down. Uh, Carrie Eugene was a character that they had back in the mid two thousands whose gimmick was he was mentally retarded. Like that was, that was his literal gimmick. And he was Eric Bischoff's nephew. I love Rassle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know, like a like a dumb, weird mini game that just like otherwise doesn't make sense basically in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, Every mini game. Mm, Every mini games. I, I don't except like mini games in my main Except games. the car except the car destruction mini game in Street Fighter 2. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> that's fine. I I'm gonna go with the um the little mermaid levels in kingdom hearts i guess it's kingdom hearts 2 where the little mermaid level is just like a really shitty rhythm game <laughs> it's not like it's not good at all um yeah like in a in a series that i otherwise don't like at all i think i liked that part the least um uh the snowboard mini game in final fantasy 7 which controlled like absolute fucking Ooh, dog shit yeah <laughs> That's um, that's th- that's with, my answer with the the really bad, um, extremely time sinky, um, like escort shit that w- that was really present in um, FF14 and Walker's expansion, um, where it's like you have to run around town with a character. And then in some cases you have to, like, escort them safely to an area like it sucks. It's fucking garbage. Like. Uh, Yoshi P has done so many good things with FF14, and that was very distinctly not one of them. <laughs> hmm. Speaking of uh, speaking of fun mini games, Rampage should suck in Monster Hunter Rise, but it's really fun to maul monsters with a chain gun. I gotta say. Oh, look, the Rampage stuff I can sort of give or take. Some like yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I would say it's more fun to do with friends. Yeah, it's 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 a fun, stupid distraction. Like I would never grind Rampage mode, know, but like, it's like yeah. I don't know who asked for a fucking tower defense mini game <laughs> in the middle of your monster hunter, but uh, they gave it to you. But at the same time, do I like doing five X damage for like three minutes? Absolutely. Like it's fu- it's fun to see giant numbers pop on the screen. Like Ooh, that's- yeah, dude, the, the 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 beautiful good brain chemicals that happen yeah. when the numbers go up. <laughs> uh, Johnny says, "Let's say the Switch Pro is canceled. Switch Two is early to mid twenty twenty four, which I'm pretty sure Stop. that is going to be the case." Stop. Um, do you hold out and launch Metroid Prime 4 and Pikmin 4 Stop. with the Switch 2? Johnny, you can't fucking cancel something that was never announced in the first 
that's true. Technically, you can't. can't. You can't say they canceled the Switch Pro. They never fucking announced the Switch Pro. The Switch Pro only exists in the minds of dipshits on Twitter. That's where it's only ever existed. I do think we are getting an updated Switch model. It wouldn't surprise me if we got it this year. Wouldn't surprise me if we got it next year. Yes, they are absolutely going to launch a big game with it, whether that's Metroid Prime 4 or the new Mario Odyssey 2, whatever the fuck they're going to call it. Yes, it's absolutely going to be one of those games. Stop saying uh, the kinds of the Switch Pro. Fuck off. No, they didn't. <laughs> I think uh, I, I don't think you need to wait for the Switch 2 for Pikmin four to come no out. i, I think don't Pikmin think four Pikmin will be four just fine coming. on the regular switch Pikmin um, four isn't going to line up with a fucking like if no. it does cool but it's not going to be the reason yeah uh metro or anthony that's right uh fuck a eh? anthony says how big do you think esports gets uh i met a woman whose son had a scholarship for esports uh which was weird how long do we how long until we get esports integrated into an all-star game uh, like mixed tag team matches, athlete gamer, athlete gamer. Uh, they call those pro-ams. Um, those kind of exist as it is. Um, we're already seeing it. I mean, like, so one of the, one of the things that happened this past weekend uh, was the virtual 24-hour of Le Mans race. So literally, they did the 24 hours of Le Mans um, in R-Factor 2, which is a simulation racing game. And it was participated in by pro- uh, video game like pro sim racers and professional drivers like the F1 world champion Max Verstappen and um, um, among among others. Now, there is some controversy that happened with that, um, but which I'm not going to get into, but we're already kind of seeing that stuff like it's there. If you if you look for it now, how long we, I think we've talked about this before, how long before like esports really becomes a mainstream sport? Um, we saw inklings of it years ago when, you know, ESPN was broadcasting the Evo grand finals uh, for street fighter um, and things of that nature. I don't think it's truly going to catch on on a mainstream level where you'll see it on like cable TV until like the, until basically until millennials are like the ones making decisions <laughs> essentially for, for this stuff, because we're the ones that grew up with it. You know what I mean? Like, like for us, it's not this weird thing that we don't understand. No, we intimately understand it and we totally get it. And why wouldn't this be something that's a big deal? And you're and, and with some colleges having esports teams and things like that, you're already starting to see the ground being laid to eventually it being like a major professional regulated thing. I um, I don't. I think it's. I think it's a little further out than than we all are kind of thinking or hoping because yeah millennials have to like kind of lead the way but they also you also have to like make sure they don't kind of grow out of it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. video games can be very weird for people like you gotta love this stuff to be into it in your 40s you know what i mean mm -hmm. like like I know a lot of people who are just like, oh yeah, I played this when I was a kid, and because like they still think video games, video games still like denote children's plaything. Um, when they aren't right, like HBO has literally made a television show based off of the story of a mid stealth game. Yeah, but that but and that's that's the thing though is that I think I think that that opinion still exists in like boomers but they're dying 
So like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't think it's be that long before they're the ones that are the weirdos. And like, cause again, like Jen, I don't think most like, not most half of Gen X doesn't think that video games are a children's play thing. Like ha- like Micah's half of Gen X. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm also like, I'm also like, I only want to see one type of esport, maybe two. <laughs> I don't give a damn about anything that Riot Games puts out, except mm-hmm. except for the fighting game that they're going to put out. Like that's that's what I care about. But I'm I'm on an island, right? Like I'm never gonna sit down and watch, um, you know. League of Legends. I'm never going to sit down and watch Counter Strike or yeah, but, Call of Duty. Yeah, but you also don't watch baseball and you don't watch <laughs> hockey, but you watch football. Like, like the, these, like as long as these things have their audiences, yeah. they'll be yeah. successful. Yeah. So. Okay. And they'll, and those become like they'll almost become different. Like it's not like esports is itself a sports league. Like you'll have different essentially leagues of esports and. You know, like you'll, you'll have fighting game fans and you'll have called like shooter fans and Overwatch fans or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. I Now, one thing I do want, I do hope that it comes sooner rather than later mm-hmm. because I want I want old people to freak out. I want them <laughs> to complain that the modern athlete is, you know, uh, uh, 16 uh at wire thin and just and just made a million dollars for winning a tournament. So so you're saying that you just want all esports to be high school basketball prodigies? Because essentially that's that's <laughs> what you're saying. So, uh we have to make this last one quick because we gotta wrap it up. Uh Johnny asks, have you guys heard of DK oldies and why are they a scam? So I had not, but I looked them up and it I turns out that I, I don't I don't think they're a scam. I think they're just a store that tends to sell things at inflated prices like most other video game resellers these days tend to, as far as okay. retro games are concerned. As with anything, when buying retro games online, you have to understand that uh, you're taking a bit of a risk and that unless it has been certified by some sort of third party service, uh, you may end up with a repro or a bootleg cart. Um, so keep that in mind. And that's why I buy all of my things in person. Thank you. <laughs> so that is it. Thank you guys for your questions. Again, you can submit questions by going to densepixels.com slash fans and joining our discord. Subscribe to this show as well as the other TNP studio shows wherever you download fine podcasts. You can also go to youtube.com slash densepixels to subscribe to us there as well. And you can follow us on Twitch. Uh, I am densepixelsbrad. Carrie's sub it's Carrie Terrence Zapperson 410. You can find the main channel at twitch.tv slash dense pixels. That is it for this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening, and we'll see you all the next time. See ya. See ya. <laughs>